All right, welcome to Kitchen Open Late, the podcast from the back of house. I'm Chef Frosty. And I'm Chef Gwanda. So uh, I'm going to open up with a little story time. Uh, the other day we had a new hire working in the kitchen Ooh. with us. Uh, so this gentleman came into work wearing slacks. Okay. Like a button-down like silky kind of like one of those like Hawaiian-y shirts but it uh-huh. wasn't it was like a red and white stripe pattern I just talking about like a manicured beard a really expensive watch and fucking dress shoes <laughs> and he was there for an interview? nope he was, <laughs> this is his first training day uh huh and everybody in the kitchen was like bro you need to get yourself some better fucking shoes yeah, man like very least. you wanna wear all this nice shit help mm-hmm. yourself you wanna look a certain way I don't give a fuck man but like there's a reason we all don't look like we're going out to the fucking Bellagio tonight like oh prim and proper he quit (laughs) that like that day nope the next day wow yeah he was gonna be he's he's going to school for IT okay never worked in a restaurant before Mm -hmm. he made the decision it was like us or like I don't know fucking Starbucks or Chuck E. Cheese or something like that like some other place sure he picked us on a whim alright uh, and I was like, honestly, not a bad choice. It's a pretty low-key environment. Mm. Uh, but uh, just watching somebody who has no idea what they're doing at all. At all. Even, like, in terms of, like, what you're wearing for the functionality of it. Right. I mean, it's like going to a construction site and wearing the same outfit. Right. right no hard hat, no fucking, like, all of this. I'm like, bro, man, like, I've never seen somebody... So out of place. Right. You know, I've never seen somebody just for no reason at all. Like, I'm going to try the restaurant business. Let's see what that's like. Yeah, and like have no perception of at least attire for the work environment. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, man. I'd love I'd love to just sit with him for an hour and just be like, mm-hmm. just fucking explain your thought process. Right. Just because it's so wildly different than mine. Mm-hmm. It'd be like me... Going to an office dressed how I normally dress for work. Sure, right. Like, it's like, this clearly doesn't make any sense. <laughs> no. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know, man. Like, you did not last long. I'll put it that way. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> uh, and I wish him the best. I hope IT works out for yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Which actually, interestingly enough, I read an article recently in the news. Mm. Um, now, I don't have the article in front of me. I try not to have my phone around during right. the podcast. Um, but it was talking about... How the restaurant world is changing to adapt to the fact that we're all so technological these days. Gotcha. Basically, the gist of it was like, you know, restaurants are starting to think outside of the four walls box. Okay. Like a brick and mortar establishment and trying to find ways to join the tech field in terms of selling things the same way other retail places have. Like Amazon, you can buy everything online. Right. Uh, Instacart, you can have your groceries delivered and shit like that. Uh-huh. And like DoorDash or Grubhub and stuff, like those are steps hmm. in that direction. Um, but you still kind of have to have the restaurant itself. Yeah. Uh, so they're basically, the article was about what people are thinking the restaurant industry might look like getting rid of a brick and mortar restaurant. Like, rid of the building? Like, how can a restaurant open without opening a restaurant? No. <laughs> I don't know. 
one thing I've kind of looked at is like the idea of ghost kitchens, hmm. which are basically just like a kitchen space that exists, and right. people can come in, pay money, and use it for a length of time. Okay, it's always like serve safe certified and all hmm. that. Everything's up to code. Right, you just have to clean. It's like when we did the pop up. Yeah, it's like you have to just clean up after yourself and then leave it how you found it, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you if you had an online menu, yeah, and you really promoted the fuck out of it and just said like, hey. I'm not going to cook in your house necessarily. I might reheat some things. But it's almost like a personal chef kind of thing. Yeah. Where it's like, hey, you tell me what you want for dinner. I'll make it for you. I'll deliver it. And you pay me for it. Yeah. Um, a lot of people are doing that on Instagram. They're, like, they're not even pop-ups. They're just like, here's what I'm making today. Here's how much a plate costs. Here's where I'm at. Come get a plate. Gotcha. And the other cultures throughout the world, mm. I mean, you know, street food is... Very common, you know, you see, you know, vast areas of people with just grills or little fires or right. stands or trucks or whatever, you know, late at night just selling food and it's, you know. Like back at home, like across the street from Shell? Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but a mm -hmm. bit more organized than that. Right, sure. Um, and I mean, how many times did you drive past those guys with their smoker? Mm-hmm. Or go get gas at that Shell station and just like, man. That smells good. That smells good as fuck. <laughs> that smells real good. That's free advertising right there. <laughs> I, I can imagine like, um, let's just take DoorDash for instance, yeah. right? Let's say they opened up a location where they could have their own menu and take orders and such. Yeah. And they would have drivers and such. Like it's just all like delivery stuff or you can come pick up type thing. Like right. there's no actual place to sit. It's just the kitchen. Right. For like the menu and everything and that's it. So I was door dashing not long ago hmm. and I was in downtown Chicago and I went to I went to go pick up a pizza. And I don't know what this place was. I'm gonna try and describe it the best way I can. Uh it's like a storage unit mm -hmm. with a fenced off area. Mm -hmm. And there's like a couple to go windows. I think there's three windows. Hmm. And I think there's like four or five different restaurants in there. Gotcha. Restaurants in quotes. Right. Uh, or I guess I should say there's five or six different menus attached to this one location. Gotcha. And they just crank out the food. Right. Yeah. So like they might do like Chick-fil-A menu or something like that. Okay. Or this pizza place that I was picking up from. But that place doesn't actually exist in that spot. It's just like, we'll execute this menu for you. Right. And it was super weird and super out of the way and just like really hidden. And I think it was only delivery. Right. Like it was clearly like, you order the shit from us and then DoorDash comes and picks up and delivers it to you. Yeah, essentially what I was thinking. Exactly, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a step in that direction. And I mean, like the place I'd like to open up, just a small little hole in the wall place. Mm -hmm. I really think a lot of those are going to come back. I mean, you know, you see, especially here in Evanston, people are trying to cater to, like, ultra-wealthy people. Like, oh, you know, food costs are high, so the menu is going to be expensive anyway, so we might right. as well make it ultra-high-end. Hmm. But, and the, so, you know, if you've got to have X amount of seating, X amount of staff, and X amount of all of this stuff, your overhead is getting higher and higher. Mm -hmm. But, like, just, you know, I, I, I can see if... The city governments across the country get on board with it. And Chicago, New York, and L.A. would be the best places to trot this out to try things. Uh -huh. Just like little little hole-in-the-wall places. Like there's an empanada place not far from us that's just – I mean you wouldn't even know it's there. Right. It's like a, a table and then behind it is like some kitchen stuff. And there's like two people who work there. 
Michael and I went to a uh, an ice cream cookie place the other day that was kind of like that. Huh. Again, it was just like really small. Yeah, I mean, you know, maybe ten people could stand in there at one time and right. be jam packed. Mm-hmm. Um, and the menu's super small. You know, I mean, if delivery and home options are going to be more of that sort of thing, right? Than just having a way to easily and quickly execute that. And I think a lot of small little places might pop up. Um, I, a similar examples I can think of is like I worked at Fish Express yeah. down on Riverview. There was four tables in there, so eight people seating. But mm. you basically just came in to pick up stuff. Um, yep. uh, checkers. checkers, checkers is a good one. Yeah, that's basically just a drive-through, and there's maybe a picnic table out front. You can yeah. see that root beer stand, root beer stand too. Um, you just drive up for that and you can eat in your car in the big parking lot they got, but it's not like, I guess there's like, um, picnic tables out there too. Yeah. But no, there's some that are essentially pre-established to just fulfill the basic requirements of a food ter- production facility. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, not every restaurant has to be ultra high end. Mm-hmm. And not every restaurant, not every restaurant has to be fast food. Right. You can be in the middle. Mm-hmm. You know, you can have a personal touch, and have it be a certain way, but it doesn't have to be a Michelin star place. Right. Now, I was actually thinking about the restaurant I want to open up this morning, because I was like, God damn, if that place existed, I would go there right fucking now. Because I was just in a particular mood for like a yeah. breakfast burrito, and I was like, God damn, that sounds good. I could have used a dub last night. That right. Yeah, I'm just saying, man, you know, if you could just, you know, if I could have gone to my dream restaurant, Mm -hmm. I would have gone today. I have a question about the Michelin stars. Yeah. Is that like a full restaurant experience? Like, let's say where you open up a restaurant, quote unquote, that we're talking about, where it's essentially just a kitchen. Can you get a Michelin star for just a kitchen, or do you require dining and a dining experience? So Michelin stars aren't important. Sure. They used to be kind of seen as in a particular way. Right. They were like a higher standard back mm. in the day. It's really just a way to sell tires. Mm. Michelin tires specifically. Yeah. I, I, the, the, the travel guides came out as like, a, hey, while you're traveling the country on our Michelin tires, yeah, you should check out these restaurants. Mm. They're very good. And, you know, people used to go out and examine them mm. for all of the specifics. Now, those standards still exist. I'm not trying to, like take credit away from anybody right but it's like an oscar you can like anybody can kind of get one mm. you just have to like do the right things right it's definitely like there's the there's three michelin stars is the highest you can get and it's like the service has to be great you know the food has to be great cleanliness has to be great everything has to be on a certain level theoretically to have a three michelin star restaurant right. could you get one as a Hole in the wall, little diner spot. Sure, yeah. Uh, I think it would be an uphill battle because I it'd be like it'd be like I don't know some funny movie. It's like a goofy movie that everyone loves, but it'd be like the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah, trying to petition for a Best Picture nomination. Gotcha. Even if everyone loves it, yeah, it's not what people think of high culture. Right, it doesn't check all the. "Quote unquote boxes, right? You know, um, of their standards, right? So it, it's really more of like it's like, you know, when champagne is revered or 
different cuts of meat are important. Hmm. It's like it's really not important. Right. But people associate it with important things. Yeah. Uh, so it has to be a particular way. Um, so I guess essentially answering my question is to get the highest Michelin stars, you would need a dining and service experience. Pretty much, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it would, you know. Because I, I would assume the requirements are for more than just the kitchen quality and cleanliness and such like that. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, some of the most popular places in Chicago, I don't think have Michelin stars. Yeah. Like uh, Superdog. We drove past there the other day. Uh, like a hot, we, went, we went for a walk. Sure. Uh <laughs> And across the street from that was Superdog. Hmm. It's got like two giant anthropomorphic hot dogs on top, and okay. they do like Chicago dog stuff and burgers and things like that. Gotcha. Uh, it's the number one place probably people go to when they're like, "I got to get a Chicago dog," oh. uh, which is weird to me because I'm I'm always flub it up chub. Right. Yeah, I was, gonna, I was thinking of that too. I don't think that's the best on the planet. I don't know, sure. but. I think it's pretty high. I mean, I mean it's, it's really good. It's really good. Yeah. It's cool. It's underground. It's real cool. They're, all all the people who work there are chill as fuck. Granny is awesome. Yeah, I mean, for real. <laughs> like, it's just a cool ass. Like that to me enca- encapsulates more of a city vibe. Okay. Than Superdog, which is really far away from the city proper. Hmm. Uh, not again. Fub Up Chubs is not sponsoring us, but if you're ever in <laughs> Chicago and you want a good Chicago dog, hmm. Flub It Up Chubs. On Broadway, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. What was uh, that one place we went to? Mustard Stand? Oh, Mustard's Last Stand, yeah. Mustard's Last Stand. That was a good place. That's almost exactly what I want to open. Yeah. Just a late night weird little spot where mm-hmm. people are just hanging out and serving you good shit. Yeah, it was real chill vibes. Right? Yeah. I love that kind of thing, mm-hmm. man. Like, I love a good chill vibe where there's no pretenses. Mm-hmm. I don't mind getting dressed up and going out every once in a while. Every once in a while. But, uh... You know, if I'm going to be happiest, oh. just a little, I mean, fucking chicken, chicken hut down in the city, mm. just, you know. Still haven't had chicken hut. We got to go. <laughs> we got to go. It's so oh. good. Speaking of super dogs, uh, they were actually nominated. Well, not nominated. I was reading a list of most romantic places to eat in the city. Yeah. And super dog was the first thing that came up. Is it? Is that fancy looking? No, it's not fancy at all. The idea was like, honey, look, we're having a cute day out. Sure, yeah, something like Like, that. Let's go to a drive-in and get (laughs) hot dogs. Oh, my God. Because, I mean, Valentine's Day is right around the corner. Hmm, that it is. So people got to start coming (laughs) up with... hot dogs. I mean... I mean, I'm I'm not against it. I'm down for that. You know, that's... It's the creativity. Yeah. You know? Hmm. It's the... How do you say it? You know, it's that it's that fun. It's like doing a picnic. Yeah, you know, it's like oh, you put thought. If you can come up with a bullshit reason why this is fun mm. for a friend or a lover, then they'll think it's fun. Yeah, Spe- especially for a lover. Yeah, if you're just like oh, you know, one time we went on a walk and we got fucking whatever mm. hot dogs. We're gonna go back and get different hot dogs this time. I'm gonna go see a movie. It's like we're teenagers. And I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> right, that's exactly. so fun. Let's do something out of the quote unquote norm. Right. Yeah. Um, and I feel like going to some fancy restaurants is more of a hassle right. than anything else, especially when you have to get like um, reservations that are like five days out or something like this. Right. And especially if there's a dress code. Oh, I, I don't want to go to a restaurant with a dress code. I really don't. No, I mean, I really don't. In the way that going to get hot dogs or a picnic is fun for someone I would be dating, hmm. getting dressed up and going out is that same level of fun for me hmm. in that. 
it's unique, so I'll do it and have fun with it. Sure. But I don't want to do it all the time. No. If I'm going out to eat once a week, one of those times per month, maybe, yeah. I'll be in the mood to like get dressed up and go out. Do something kind of fancy. Even if I had unlimited money, no. I still just like every time, like, eh. No. That's a lot. That's a lot, babe. Mm-hmm. Especially not in the wintertime. Especially <laughs> not in the wintertime. It's like, that's like a springtime event, maybe. Yeah, I'll be alright with that. In the summertime, there's just better shit to do. Mm-hmm. In the wintertime, I'm not going anywhere. Fall is good for cuddling and doing cute things. Yeah. And spring is bullshit, so. <laughs> Such a hater of spring. I hate spring. <laughs> but, like, um, I, I would, I like going to the root beer stand. Yeah. For, on, in summers. Yeah. That's just a nice, chill place, get a root beer float. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, if, if. Especially if, like, you're on a walk anyways or whatever. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. you know. Dating a chef, everyone thinks you're going to get a big, fancy meal sure, all the yeah. time. No. That's possible if you're dating someone who's no longer in the restaurant business. Hmm. Now, I love to cook for anyone. Yeah. Especially friends, especially partners. That's super fun for me. It's an extension of who I am as a person. Uh, I think all of the best dining experiences are just getting to know the person who made the food mm. in their in its own unique way. Uh, but that being said, if I'm going to cook for you on Valentine's Day, it's going to be unique. And I wouldn't I wouldn't do it to, with somebody that I'm newly dating. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz that's a high know. bar to set. Like I'll break out I'll break out all the stops uh-huh. and I'll, you know, deliver you a fancy I'll whole day of eating yeah. if we're spending the whole day together you're getting breakfast in bed mm. you're getting a nice picnic lunch or some shit you're getting a real fancy dinner that takes all day to make mm. you're getting you know the whole nine yards that's fine but that's certainly not going to be every no every day no that's this is a special event it's not that I don't want to do these things for you or something like that. oh what changed or something blah right. blah blah like no this is I just wanted to pull it all out this time around right um, I'm down to do it again, but not no, not all the time. Because again, we've said before, it's fun to be creative. Yeah, it's fun to make things out of the norm. Yeah, but hmm. I don't want to do that after a fucking twelve hour day. <laughs> no, yeah, <laughs> every day, all the time, nonstop. Like that's one of the things I don't like about my job right now. I like most aspects of it, but the most good restaurants, if you prep ahead of time enough, it should be pretty much just like. Assembly line. Right, just throwing stuff together. Right. Hmm. Uh, even if you're a Michelin star place. Yeah. You know. If not especially. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it, it should be pretty copy-paste at a certain point. Yeah. There's not a lot of creativity going into the dishes that you make every day for people. Right. That's a big misconception I run to all the time. Hmm. People are just like, oh, you must be so tired of cooking. I'm like, I'm tired of doing the exact same thing yeah tired of cooking the same thing over and over and over I want to cook something very unique yeah and if that's the case I need a lot of money mm-hmm. and a lot of time right and don't help me in the kitchen <laughs> like I got this yeah that that is uh, annoying factor I've run into I was like I'd like to help you I was like no this is like the the whole plan was for me to cook you something right you know give you this whole experience or whatever um and for you to just sit back and relax and right. enjoy um <laughs> Let me treat you. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And there's definitely a place for, oh, let's bake cookies together or something like that. Oh, you know, sure. Let's totally. make dinner together or whatever. But that has to be more or less pre-established. You right. know what I'm saying? And I have to care a lot less about it coming out good. 
If I'm trying to impress you with food, don't uh-huh. fucking help me. <laughs> sure, sure. Like, I don't want to watch you chop shit. I don't want to watch you fucking sear shit. Uh-huh. Like, I was watching my buddy of mine uh, sear a chicken breast the other day. Uh-huh. Uh, and he turned the pan on, and then, like, 20 seconds later, just dropped the chicken in. Uh-huh. And I'm like, ugh. Ugh. <laughs> Bro, definitely not searing it. <laughs> and he was like, "Well, I don't want it to blah blah blah." I'm like, hmm. "Yeah, but like, he was like, I need to sear it." I'm like, right? That's but, not what but, that but is. But you're not searing it. <laughs> yeah. He's like, "Well, if the pan's too hot, then it won't sear it." I'm like, "You're 100 percent wrong. wrong." Yeah, no, you got the opposite idea. <laughs> like, you're basically boiling it hmm. in its own liquid. I don't know. Like, this is there's a lot of ways to make this a lot better. Yeah. Uh, his girlfriend actually. When she cooks chicken, she'll kind of do a similar thing, but she'll turn the pan really, really hot, oh. and then put a lid on it, and then every couple minutes, she'll add, like, a cup of water to the pan. Okay. Because, and I quote, otherwise the chicken gets too dry. Okay. And, like, you're, it's getting too dry because your your pan is too hot at the wrong time. Right. And you're cooking it for, like, 20 minutes aside. Yeah. Yeah. Like... If it's done in the pan, it's overcooked on the plate. Sure, yeah. I fight that battle all the time at work right now. Because <laughs> I'll, like, I'll pull some chicken breasts out of the fryer, yeah. and they'll be like, hey, you got to check that. I'm like, I will, yeah. in five minutes. Yeah. It's still cooking. Yeah. It's, it might, it's not going to be raw right now, mm. but it's going to look more raw than it will look in five minutes. Yeah. <clears throat> Let it sit there, and I guarantee you it'll be fucking pristine, beautifully cooked chicken. Still but nice and juicy. It'll be nice yeah. and juicy. <laughs> Like, kitchen tip for anyone who's listening, if you cook a piece of meat, a steak especially, a burger, whatever it is, if you take it out of the pan and you immediately cut into it, you're letting all of the juices run out of that piece of meat. Hmm. Whatever you're cooking, if you're worried about the temperature or if you're worried about it being done, just get a fucking thermometer. It costs like $5. Yeah. But also, just do it a lot and you'll learn how to do it properly. Like, you'll learn when a chicken breast is cooked. You'll learn when a steak is cooked. You'll just start to... If you do it enough, you'll recognize the patterns. Yeah. And then whenever it comes out of the pan, just set it to the side and leave it the fuck alone. For like 10 minutes. In an ideal world, however long it cooked for, leave it alone for that length of time. Really? It'll still be warm. Hmm. I mean, who wants shit fucking searing hot anyway? I do. All the time? <laughs> just, I've seen you eat food. Yeah, exactly. You know I like my stuff searing hot. I know that you... <laughs> Eat your food searing hot. <laughs> the the, uh, the, the old the open mouth just. <laughs> I get it. I've been raised in the same environment. You got to eat quickly. <laughs> Look, people like spicy hot food. I like temperature hot food. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I understand. <laughs> that extra, it's still cooking in my mouth, it gives it a different taste to me. I hate it. It's like Pop Rocks, but with. Yeah, exactly. With other foods. <laughs> so, uh, so Valentine's Day is coming, as we've established. Mm-hmm. Oh, fateful V-Day. Ah. So, my favorite thing about Valentine's Day is, of course, the day after is half-price chocolate day. That's fair. But I do enjoy cooking for people. What what else comes around Valentine's Day? Kind of like how um, Thanksgiving got like Black Friday. Doesn't Valentine's Day have something associated with that? Maybe, but I couldn't tell you what it is. Yeah, like a weird 
card day? I can't remember. I am I sure know. there's a card day. That, of course. Sure, yeah. <clears throat> I'll tell you what I'd love to do. Like Sweetums Day is in October? Sweetest Day, yeah. Sweetest Day, is that the best? It is in October. Yeah. Which is just a stupid holiday. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, it's Valentine's Day on steroids, and most people don't get to be involved in it. Right, yeah. Anyone who cares about Sweetest Day... Which apparently is just a, a Midwestern thing. Yeah, it makes sense. Anyone who cares about Sweetest Day cares about it, and anyone who doesn't doesn't get to have a part in it. And probably isn't aware that it exists. It's, yeah, it's absolutely. literally a hallmark. A holiday. lot of people don't know Sweetest Day exists. Right. <laughs> um, I want to open up a restaurant on Valentine's Day, a little pop-up restaurant or something, hmm. and it's going to be called Singles Serving. <laughs> Got you. And we make fancy dinners... That just serve one person. Fair. And fair. you can come in mm-hmm. and we'll have, I don't know, maybe horror movies or something on TV or something like that. Okay. Just like if you're single and you want to have a nice dinner, mm-hmm. then you get to come here and eat dinner. No couples allowed. <laughs> Singles serving. <laughs> but you can come in as a group, right? No. No? It's only for lonely people. <laughs> I mean, like, if we went there, well, I guess you're not single right now. Sure. But if we <laughs> went we there. single. <laughs> maybe. Mm-hmm. But then it's, you have to, it gets hard to establish, like, what if you guys are, like, what if home. anyone in the group is dating? Yeah. I want just as lonely an experience <laughs> lonely as place. possible. It's like, it's well, like it's a, a nice dinner. Right. Yeah. It's like a bar mm-hmm. on Christmas Eve. <laughs> right. Where it's just like, I have nowhere else to go, so yeah. here I am. <laughs> I need to do something, I guess. Right. Yeah. Um... And that way, you know, all the cooks can make a nice dinner mm-hmm. for their non-significant other, mm-hmm. and you get to have a nice dinner. You yeah. get candles, all that shit. We'll give you chocolate, everything, oh. the whole experience. It sounds nice, right? It, it doesn't sound bad, no. I was like, I still at least deserve a nice dinner. Everyone's out here yeah. having their little Valentine's Day dinners and all this stuff. I definitely don't feel like cooking for myself, because that seems even lonelier. God, I'm definitely <laughs> not cooking for myself. Like, Christmas Day, Thanksgiving Day, mm-hmm. whatever... Historically speaking, I ain't cooking. I mean, I love making holiday meals. Yeah. Not for myself. Right. Because I don't care that much. Absolutely. Like, I... If <laughs> do it, not care. If it's a holiday, you know what, what a treat for me is? Not mm-hmm. having to do any work. Yeah. That sounds fantastic yeah. to me. Yeah. Oh, man. Like, a romantic day to me, would oh, it wouldn't take much. No. Like, a pizza. A pizza in bed watching movies is how I'd love to spend... Valentine's Day. What would I want to eat? Yeah, that's a good question. Mm, not pizza. I don't like pizza that much. I mean, I'm a big fan of like noodles and shit. Yeah. But it's something's nice. definitely real quick and simple. Yeah. That I can just like throw in a pot or something like that. If I could just get it delivered to me. Yeah. Some Chinese food. I was just thinking that. Like, Chinese food is always good. Right. It's always a good option. <laughs> I'm learning a lesson right now in this moment. We should never do the podcast while we're hungry. <laughs> right. Yeah, all yeah. this just sounds like, man, <laughs> it sounds good. great. It's like, mm, go for some strings. <laughs> yeah, fuck, yeah. That's another one that, again, we're not sponsored, but if you're ever in Chicago, strings off of uh, Belmont, their soba is delicious. Such good ramen. Their ramen is delicious. Oh, Everything goodness. is just on point. And my my favorite, one of my favorite like novelty points about it because I'm a big anime watcher. Like seeing the actual giant like Naruto yeah. ramen bowls and it looks the same. I was like, this is cool. Right. This, this is this is real cool. That <laughs> actually brings up the gold bowls. I don't know what I would. I don't know where I would take somebody for Valentine's Day if I had unlimited options. Hmm. Mm-hmm. 
It would depend a lot on a lot of factors. How long we've been dating. Sure. Like, my financial situation. Mm-hmm. Let's just say that we've been dating for three months and I have unlimited money. Mm-hmm. Where would I take somebody in Chicago? I wouldn't want to take them anywhere. <laughs> and, and it also, I'd like a relaxing night at home because it's February and it's freezing here in Chicago yeah. all the time. Yeah. You know it's bad when... You're like, oh, thank God, it's 35 today. It's warm, finally. Yeah, yeah it was actually kind of hot for me. Yeah. Like, the other night, it was like 39 degrees or something like that. Yep. The first time in, like, a week. <laughs> yep. Gotta love the Midwest, man. Oh, fuck. Um, but it would also kind of depend on... Because, again, I don't care enough. Like, what is your preference for what you want to go out and eat? Yeah. It would really depend on what they want. Because, again, don't care. Right. We'll just have a nice dinner. I'm just happy to be... With somebody I love, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, that's all I need for Valentine's mm-hmm. Day. I, you know, the chocolates, the flowers, and shit. Absolutely, sure. That's all super easy. Yeah, uh, but I've never been in a position. Well, I'm a restaurant worker. Yeah, I'm usually the guy serving the people. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so I've never been in a position where I can just go out mm. all the time and just fucking free wheel and shit like that. I've never been an owner. I've never been a front of house manager. Yeah, so. I don't get those options as much. Uh, normally, someone I work for requests that I make a special dinner for them and their significant other on Valentine's right, Day. Sure. Which is fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Some places will occasionally do a thing for the crew. You know what I'm saying? Like right. A, maybe like the day you're off or a slow day, they'll close early and take you out or whatever. But not on Valentine's Day. No, definitely not. No. That's that money-making day. Mm-hmm. That's when you want to get the people out. Or they might order the crew, like, wings and pizzas or some shit like that. Right. <laughs> Which I'm down with. Yeah. I'm cool with. Yeah, I'm down with that. No, like... <clears throat> yeah, most of the time we're working on these type of holidays. Yeah, I mean, you want to be romantic to a cook? <laughs> Make him food. <laughs> I mean, honestly, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, just as relaxing an environment as can be created, mm-hmm. that's that's love. <laughs> Yeah. That's love right there. Mm -hmm. Just a nice, chill, like, evening. I mean, you know how I like a bath. Yeah. If if I came home from work and and my significant other was there, and she was like, babe, I ordered ordered whatever, Mm -hmm. some food, tacos, pizza, whatever it is, that's going to be here soon. I drew you a bath. It's nice and hot. Mm -hmm. You jump in the bath. I, I fucking, you know... The bed's all made and shit like that. I, I picked out a bunch of movie options for the night. We're just going to lay around and just relax. All right. Sounds great. Yeah, fantastic. That would, that's the key. The way to a, a man's heart is through his stomach. Right. Historically speaking. <laughs> right. The way to a chef's heart is through his stomach as well, but also minimal effort. Yeah, as relaxing as possible. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I don't I don't know a cook on the planet who's unhappy with a chill environment. Yeah, no. Like, could you high strung all day at work? Right. <laughs> like if I oh god, if I could just come home and it's like here's a joint and mm-hmm. like here's your comfy robe and shit, like god, damn, that sounds great. Sit back, throw your feet up. Yeah. And that's essentially what we were talking about trying to provide when we're doing like a Valentine's meal or something yeah. like that. Like, we just want you to relax. We'll take care of everything. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, shit. If I, if I had Valentine's Day off mm-hmm. and the day before I worked, 
if the night before was just minor, just like you don't have to do anything but lay in this bed and be in my presence, fucking great. Down. I'll give you a whole Valentine's Day if you yeah. give me three hours of that. <laughs> sure. That's really all I require. <laughs> Down. Just, oh, that sounds fantastic. Let me just sit back and chill. God damn. I mean, yeah, like, I mean, the sexiest thing on the planet. Like, hey, babe, why, how about tonight when you go off work, you just come home and we play video games and fucking get Right? Out. Right? Like, that sounds great. <laughs> I'm oh. just thinking the same thing. I'm going to pick up some steak, <laughs> some uh, some Shake Shack on the way home, and we're going to mm-hmm. fucking just eat burgers and play video games. Right. Like, God damn. Yeah. I'm in love. I think I'm in love with you. <laughs> and if there's any amount of physical activity after that, God damn. Cool. That's just extra. That's just yeah. extra, man. Bonus. Like, not even required. That sounds great. <laughs> Like, I, you will wake up to the best breakfast you've ever had mm-hmm. if that's the way our night goes. I don't require a lot of attention. That's no. it. God, right. that sounds beautiful. The, the being able to just relax in presence is, is really essential. Really, like, a top-tier thing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, mm. cooks are the craziest motherfuckers on the planet. Mm. You know, they're, they're high-strung. They're addicts of some kind. Especially addicted to, like... Chaos, yeah, and the the energy of the kitchen. I mean, you get hooked on that adrenaline for sure. Mm. So, providing a counterbalance to that, god damn, yeah, that's that's marriage material right there. Getting, I mean, getting to chill in the the opposite end of the, the spectrum. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, if you know, if you want to watch like the day to cook, they're gonna be tired all the time. <laughs> yeah. Real they will nights. cook for you. They'll go out of their way to make you happy. Yeah. Because that's what they're used to doing. Yeah. They will They will pull out all the stops to make you feel taken care of. Yep. But that being said, they're very dysfunctional. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate that you can deal with us. <laughs> right. Exactly. I mean, to quote a good buddy of mine, uh, crazy attracts crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it does. So, uh... <laughs> If you're gonna date a, uh, someone in the restaurant business who actually works in the restaurant business, yeah. uh, who Didn't comes it. home stinking of grease <laughs> and just sweat oh. and anger, if you want to date that person, you have to be a specific kind of crazy that balances that out. Mm-hmm. I used to love messing with Co when uh, we were still messing around, and just get off of work, give her like a big old hug and whatnot. It's like, oh no, I stink, blah blah blah. Mm, no, you smell good, girl. <laughs> You smell like french fries. You smell like food. Mm. <laughs> I mean, again, like, you know, if you're someone who likes the smell of fucking food. Right. You know, I mean, that you know, you can get fun with that, you know? Especially if you work at, like, a barbecue place like she did. Oh, yeah. fuck. Come on, smell, smell like brisket, bro? Oh. <laughs> God right. damn. Mm. Give me a grub chub. Right? <laughs> <laughs> For real, though. For real, yeah. Oh, man. That's, that's... Fuck oysters being an aphrodisiac. Fuck chocolate and all yeah. that. Like, no, 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 no. No. Like, if you come home smelling like a burger hmm. or barbecue or just smoky. Yeah, I was going to uh, say, that's nice smoke scent. Mm. That's, that's, that's all I need right, right there. God damn. Especially come home with, like, a bag of it. Oh, I was just going to say. <laughs> yeah. I was just going to say. If you come home with a bag of fried chicken, uh-huh. god damn, mm. you're a keeper. Like the weird deli store bought fried chicken too. Right, it's so good, so good, so bad for you, so good. I'm like, man, Jewel Osco hmm. here in Chicago, local grocery store. When you get that chicken fresh out their deli, yeah, 
That is some good fried chicken. And you can get a lot of it for like four bucks. Yeah. You can yeah. get like three or four pieces for mm-hmm. four bucks. Those thighs are real good. Especially if you like become low-key like familiar with the people behind the counter. Uh-huh. You see them enough that they recognize you. Throw in a couple extra drumsticks Throw in or whatever. an extra chick. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's great. Mm-hmm. A little extra piece of chicken here or there. Mm-hmm. A little extra side, whatever. You know, hey, we're about to get rid of this. We'll give that to you for right, free. Right, here goes some wedges for you. It's like the guys at 7-Eleven. I've gotten like some taquitos and shit from there for free. Yeah, I just got that discount of full pizza. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to buy two slices for $2. Yep. He gave me a full piece of five bucks. Yeah. Like, I. <laughs> like, hey, you know, hey, you don't want these. These are pretty rough. Right. Like, I'm, I'm just hungry. I need something. Mm-hmm. Like, All right, well, I'm not going to sell it to you. Like, right. You just have that. I'm yeah, yeah. throw it out anyway. Yeah. Was one, so I used to work at Barnes & Noble. And uh, this was during a period of my life where I was just very broke. Mm-hmm. Very in need of food. And I used to work all over the store, uh, but I was working in their, like, Starbucks right. once a week. And I used to get so upset because every night, whatever soup we didn't sell for that day, mm-hmm. we had to throw it out. Yeah. But it's not like we just dump it out. I had to ladle the soup mm-hmm. into the garbage can to account for how much was going bad yeah. every night. Account for waste. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, okay... Just throwing this out there real quick. Can I just bring in my own container and ladle this into my container? Right. No. No. Because we can't just give away food. Right. Like, right, but we're throwing it out. Right. No, well, we can't just give food away. Mm. Because what if blah, blah. Yeah, exactly. What if you make too much on purpose? Then you have like, okay, great. There's that argument. I've I've heard um, one argument or a thing that has happened like at Wendy's. We can't allow like homeless people to go through the garbage because you could potentially get sued if they get sick. Right. What? <laughs> so the other day, so the place I work right now is pretty accommodating to homeless people. Hmm. Basically, there's, their philosophy is once a day, if you're homeless, you can come in. We'll give you a free meal. I'm not going to say where I work. I'm not going to say anything about it because I'm not trying to promote that. Right. But you see familiar faces at a certain point. Right. Right. And most of the homeless people are pretty cool. Right. Like, I don't have a problem with that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if you're homeless and you need a meal, mm-hmm. I'm all about like, hey, whatever. You right. Know, we'll fucking throw you a little bit of food. That's fine. Especially because most of the people who come in are just grateful and cool. They yeah. just come in. They say some nice shit. They go about their business. When they can, they'll fucking tip. Right. Fine. No problem. Right. But there's this one homeless lady that comes in, and I have not liked her for years because I've known her for like 10 years. Well, She's been, quote unquote, homeless for 10 years. Right. She's always got new clothes on. Mm. She's always, I mean, she's just all over the place begging. Whatever. I can ignore it. Hmm. That's fine. Doesn't bother me. I've offered her jobs at different points in the past, but she's just straight upset. I don't need a job. I got plenty of money. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So she came in the other night. For the third time that day and said, hey, I'm here for some food. And we were all like, look, <laughs> you've been in here a bunch. Right. We don't mind charity, but like we can't just give shit away all the time. We got yeah. to account for that. Yeah. And we were like, you want to come in once a day? That's fine. Like, we'll hook you up. If you're cool with us, we'll be cool with you. That's fine. Yeah. We just can't do it all the time. Mm-hmm. And the last time you came in, you were asking for like four things. Yeah. Like you're, you're placing an order that yeah. you want for free. <laughs> free, yeah. 
<laughs> so we were like, look, we'll we'll do this for you, but you just gotta you just gotta tone it down a little bit. Yeah, stop taking advantage of our kindness. Here. Right. Yeah. So she wanted like a, a chicken bowl. Normally that comes with chicken, rice, and a salad. Yeah. So I made it for her, and she was like, oh, I don't want salad. Okay, fine. So I put a glove on, and I took the salad off, and she was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not going to eat that. I was like, is it because the salad was on there? Yeah. Like, I got all of it off. She's like, no, you touched it with your hand. I was like, right, I put a glove on. Yeah. She was like, that's disgusting. (laughs) So she literally walked away from free food that we then had to throw away because I touched a salad that she wasn't even going to eat with a gloved hand. Right. Which is pretty fucking standard restaurant practice. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, what do you, th- what do you think we use gloves for? Yeah, back here. <laughs> you know, this is how we keep our like, keep things clean. Yeah, you know, doctors use gloves too, right? <laughs> like, what? And also, most people in a restaurant are gonna have cleaner hands than most generic people. Yeah, absolutely. I'm like, I'm sorry, lady. I've seen you dig through fucking garbage. Yeah, exactly. How is this worse? <laughs> I don't understand. This free meal that you're asking for. That we now have to throw away because you're being so, like, okay, whatever. Prime example of beggars can't be treated this type thing. For real. And speaking of gloves, do you, this no latex gloves is killing me. I hate vinyl gloves so much. Oh, I hate vinyl gloves I too. I hate vinyl gloves so much. Oh my God. There's nothing that's going to stick to a human body more <laughs> than a vinyl glove on a slightly wet hand. And they just tear so easily. I could have washed my hands once this week mm. and they would still be too wet for vinyl gloves. <laughs> and they were just ripping and falling apart. Trying to squeeze it out of there, do the <laughs> blow in the glove. <laughs> Pull it I, a little too tight and tear off yep. the whole palm. Yep. Yeah. I have just enough on my fingers that I can do what I need to do. Yeah, yeah. Remember those magic gloves we got that one time? Yeah, that slid God. on no matter how wet your hands right. were? God. I know they were more expensive. Right, and they weren't latex. No. No. I don't know what they were made of magic. <laughs> yeah, black magic is what it said on there. I think it, I think it did magic, say yeah. black magic gloves, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And it was like, wow, you're correct. This mm-hmm. is absolutely right. And it advertises slipping on even with wet hands or whatever. Yep. Yeah. Which works. I was not. I was like, man, not gonna lie. If you need to take some shit out of my paycheck and just give me right. a case of these gloves every week, I'll be real happy. Because I've been at plenty of places where they like police the gloves. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, hey, you know, we're wasting too much money on gloves. You have to change your gloves too often. <laughs> what? What are you yeah. talking about? How? I've I've been at places where they wouldn't buy new gloves, mm-hmm. so we had to wash them. Like we're washing our hands. No. Like, rinse them off and <laughs> yeah. shit. And it's like, bro. And then the owner's like, well, you know, the health department doesn't say you need to wear gloves if you wash your hands every time. I'm like, right, but we don't have soap to wash your hands. <laughs> I'm not just rinsing my hands off in water. I'm touching raw shit back here, man. Yeah, like, right. Like, like, if I'm working with, like, chicken and fish and stuff like that. You gotta, you gotta plan mm-hmm. around. It's like, okay... Timing-wise, it doesn't matter anymore. I've got a salad, and I've got a quesadilla, and I've got to put raw chicken on the fucking flat top, so i got to make it in a specific order. I'll make the quesadilla first, then I'll grab the salad with the same gloves. Now I can touch the chicken, so I can save these gloves as much as possible. Yep. It's like policing towels, oh, which is hilarious towels. to me 
from a back of house perspective because servers waste more towels than any motherfucker I've ever seen. Right? They will like dab up one drop of water and mm. then get rid of that towel. Yeah, it's like, oh, someone spilled their ice. Let me clean that up. All right, pitch though. Right? Like, what? Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> that can be used again. Mm. Polish off some silver, pitch towel. Yeah. Look at it for five seconds, pitch it. Pitch uh, towel. Whose towel is this? How long has it been? I don't know. Pitch it. Right? It's like, God, can I just have it? Like, no. Like, can I? Let me reuse those. Oh, no, that's gross. Like, I needed to, like, clean off sludge and shit. Let me reuse the towel. But the other extreme <laughs> is ridiculous as well. When it's like, when you have used the towel for one thing, and then the owner's like, hey, you got to get rid of that. I'm like, all right, look, I'm not going to clean a plate with a slightly dirty towel. Sure. But if I've got to, like, clean the flat top later, mm-hmm. I'm going to wipe it down with a dirty... I'm not going to use a clean towel for that. Yeah. Or if i got to scrub the floors mm-hmm. or whatever. Right. Any, this can be used for any cleaning project. Yeah. All of the... Like, the two extremes are crazy. <laughs> or it's like, you know, I mean, of course, the old standby. If you're going anywhere near the public, you got to, like, change your chef coat. Fucking right. get a new change towel. Get yeah. rid of the fucking apron you're wearing. And it's like, what do you expect... What do you think we look like back here? <laughs> Yeah, if you happen to walk out into the main area in your apron, it's like, oh, that's that's tainted now. Right? (laughs) What? (laughs) I'm not saying I'm going to go take a piss and just, like, move my apron to the side. I'm just saying if I need to, like, walk past you for five minutes, Mm -hmm. because, I mean, let's be frank, most of the time we're going to be out there cleaning up a fucking thing that the servers don't want to deal with, like a broken glass or something. Oh, the buster's not here? Mm -hmm. Hey, guys, um, someone dropped their beverage. (laughs) I was playing maintenance man uh, on Saturday because the ran out of soap in the women's bathroom and then their paper towel machine wasn't working. I had to switch out the batteries and get them a new paper towel and all yeah. that stuff. Like Jesus, while trying to do orders and everything. Oh, absolutely, it was fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> it was fantastic. I mean, nothing like having to fulfill all of the roles required: yeah, right. electrician, plumber, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> laundromat. You learn. How to fucking deal with shit mm-hmm. in a restaurant kitchen. Yep. Just so everyone knows, you know, a dish tank, you can wash towels in that. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Throw them on a, on a sheet tray, pop them in the oven for a couple minutes. you got clean <laughs> towels, baby. Right, if you don't have time to let them dry. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. You, know, hey, I, you need some new things real quick? I'll use, you know, Hang them everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. you figure that out. You figure <laughs> that work. out, you know? Make it work. Wash them in a, you know, a bucket of bleach. <laughs> See, that's why I don't like a- answering questions at home. Hmm. Especially about cooking. Hmm. It's like, I'm not... Just make a decision. I don't care. I've done enough things with my day hmm. in terms of making... this Like, trying to solve problems last minute for other people. And again, that's one thing I'd like to say to any restaurant owner out there. Uh, if we're short-staffed or we just can't hire employees or there's been a call-off or... The cooler broke all of a sudden, mm. and now half the shit's got to be thrown away. That was the worst. Or the pilot lights just won't turn on for whatever reason. Uh. <laughs> uh, Put vents go out. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> uh, just want to say, your poor planning does not constitute an emergency for me. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't buy enough... I mean, how many times have we run to the store... <laughs> yeah. To get fucking romaine mm. or... Butter. Whatever cheese. in it. Cream. Fruit, <laughs> any number of things, because we want to keep those margins real tight. Real tight. It's like, hey man, your poor plan doesn't really constitute an emergency in my book. Yeah. Sorry about that. We're going into Saturday, like, ah, 
ah, let's let it ride. I'm like, are you sure? I got no problem <laughs> like, running out of shit. Right. I have no problem telling people no. Yeah. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> I don't want to. Mm-mm. And if, if, not we, most if we have the means to not say no to a person, I'm never sure. going to be like, oh, we got 90 fucking cases of tortillas. Mm. No quesadillas tonight. Yeah. Obviously. Mm. But if we have six left mm. and someone wants to turn their burger into a wrap, right. I might discourage that a little bit. Right, exactly. Because we've got six fucking tortillas mm. left all fucking night. Right, at a certain point, I'm like, all right, this is my countdown burgers. I got 20, 20 burgers. Yep. We might make it. We might not. Right. I've only got so many buns. You want to run and grab some now? Why, you know, the store's still open? Also, no? we're like, low right. on chili, so uh, do right. I want to extend this chili out? Right. Or do I want to save these burgers? <laughs> How are we going to do it? How are we going to figure this, you know? Also, nobody order burgers tonight for their staff meal, please. Fucking yeah, Jesus. Yeah. Gern, I, I have been one of the ones who have done that occasionally. Sure. Yeah. Especially, like, at the beginning of the night where you have, like, again, let's say 20 burgers. Like, we should be okay. I'll have a burger. And then next thing you know, everybody's getting burgers. We have a huge party. Everybody wants burgers. Like, ah. Because I shouldn't have had that burger earlier. <laughs> I don't give a fuck if the cooks do it. Because they're the ones who have to deal with the consequences of it. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. doesn't bother me. Mm. You know, you're setting yourself up for failure. Yeah. That's fine. Mm. You're doing it to yourself. It's when you say, hey, we're set up for failure, everyone out front. Mm. We have X amount of burgers. We'll probably have more tomorrow. But mm. right now, we're running pretty tight on it. Oh, I was going to get a burger. Mm. Come on. You are with that. It's like, uh, yes, but I don't... Sure, uh, but... Tonight's not the night for it, okay? I get anything else. Right. Anything else. We have a surplus of this. You want that? We have a surplus of that. Do you want this? <laughs> I love when the, the servers decide to think outside the box. Mm. Like, I don't know what I want tonight. Just pick something. <laughs> I hate that. Okay, do you want this? No. No. Okay, fucking... You want that? No. You like this last time? No, not really. Thank all right, just just pick something. I don't care then. Pick a country, <laughs> a protein, and a, and a starch, and I'll go from there. Yeah. Okay. If you want an it- Italian food with chicken and potatoes, I can make you yeah. something based on that. <laughs> but you got to give me something to work mm-hmm. with. What do you What do you have a taste for? I don't really know. Okay. You want something light or heavy? Mm. I want something medium. <laughs> you want to be able to pick on it or cold or hot? I don't know. It's, it's hard to decide. Blah, blah, blah. You want some chicken tenders? No, I'll be eating too much fried food today. <laughs> I want lately. something healthy in this <laughs> place that only basically serves fried food. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I'd recommend going to Whole Foods and buying a mm-hmm. cantaloupe and going to town on that. Especially when they're picky eaters. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I hate... If you want to date a chef and you want to have a great time, don't be a picky eater. Please, God. Yeah. Like, if yeah. all you want is fucking mac and cheese and chicken tenders... Then just don't ask him to cook for you. Yeah. Mm. I'll be happy as fuck to go down on some fucking mac and cheese and chicken tenders. Yeah, fantastic. But if you want me to make you something, and then I make you that, and you're unimpressed with it, I don't know what you'd like me to do. You can only spruce it up so much. <laughs> you can put so much glitter on shit. <laughs> like, I'm not making pasta from scratch. Yeah, no. Just to try to be impressive. Right. Yeah, no. I'll make you a cheese tenders. sauce from scratch, sure. Yeah, but again, there's only so much I'm gonna I, mm-hmm. I can do mm-hmm. to jazz up a very generic dish, and like uh, picky vegan eaters ah. that go to a non-vegan place and then just want to adjust everything. Ah. Like, oh, I don't understand. Why don't you cater to me? It's like because we're not a vegan place. There's a vegan place next door. <laughs> there's nothing worse than getting a ticket 
that is so heavily modded that it's something that's not even on the menu anymore. Right, exactly. I want a hamburger, but I have a gluten allergy. I'm vegan. Mm. I have a dairy <laughs> <Yeah>. intolerance. <laughs> I don't do mayonnaise. <laughs> I can't even do vegan mayonnaise. No. I don't like tomatoes. I don't like onions. No. Oh, well, what would you like on this burger? Then? <laughs> we have lettuce now. Here's a salad. Right, Enjoy that. Salad. <laughs> With no tomatoes or onions on it. Uh, it's just so. It's so much. Yeah, like that. The the story that you you told me that I think is hilarious is a vegan person that was like, "Can you go buy a new pan?" Yep. <laughs> I swear to God that a hundred percent happened. Like what? We get out of here. Leave. I'm like, done no, with you, dude. I'm done with you. <laughs> Eat at home. Yep. Eat at home. Eat at home. <laughs> I'll give you a plate full of just romaine lettuce. Right. Yeah. If here that makes go. you happy, mm-hmm. but. Or I'll make you something very... So I made a vegan shepherd's pie once. Hmm. It was made with mushrooms. Yeah. So it, you know, it kind of had that meaty flavor to right. it. Uh, I put olive oil into the potatoes instead of butter. Hmm. There was no cream or anything like that. Uh, now, you know, lacking substantial amounts of fat yeah. from animals yeah. is going to make it taste worse. Right. But I did my best. It came out pretty good. Nice. I've always said if you're going to make a vegan item on a menu, it should be good enough that a... Meat eating person yeah. will be happy to receive it. Right, right. Uh, that's why I have such a hard time making vegan items on a menu because most owners don't want that. Yeah, they want it to be like basically an, a, a second, like a like a vegan burger or something like that. They want an option that is the same thing, right. but different. You just got to swap out this one palette. which is fine. I don't mind having like a veggie burger on the or an Impossible Burger, whatever. Right, yeah. do your thing. But most vegan people are going to go to vegan restaurants. Yeah. Or they're going to be chill enough that they'll just deal with something. Right. They just want like fruit or salad right. or whatever. But if you can have a vegan or vegetarian option on the menu that mm. people would actually want. Right. Then you're going to sell it enough. Yeah. And it's going to be good. Yeah. Like a, a fully like constructed head to toe vegan item where all the ingredients are just vegan stuff for that one item, yep. but it only sells to vegans is a waste. Yeah, no. I, Complete waste. Any singular item on a menu that just sells to one particular person yeah. is a waste. No. You're, at that point, you're, again, setting yourself up for failure, not really accommodating for people. Right. Yeah. So, I guess to end this uh, podcast, this episode, uh, what would your ideal Valentine's Day be like? If it has to involve, I guess, food. To to well, me, you're gonna eat at some point on Valentine's sure, Day. Sure, sure. To to me, for me, I love buffets. Oh, I don't God, understand yeah. why they're a bad date idea. I don't either. It's like an adventure. Yeah. You get to try a bunch of stuff, especially if it's like early on in a relationship. You're not really sure what you like yeah. as far as, you know, the person likes as far as food. So cooking for somebody or going to get a singular thing. It's, yeah, you get to pick and choose, try off each other's plates. Oh, I got some of this. You should try that. I think right. this is good. God, that sounds yeah. amazing, actually. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh. That sounds like a good time. That, that sounds does like a good sound time like a me. good time. And then go back home and chill. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That sounds amazing. Right. That's uh. that's what I want for a Valentine's Day date. Yeah, me too. Now that you've said it, I didn't have yeah. an answer, but now that you've said it, that sounds yeah. perfect. Yeah, absolutely. God, and that would just be a great date night in general. Exactly. Like I don't like fuck man. I just go around like, hey, once a week or once a month we go out to eat. Mm-hmm. 
we're just going to go try a bunch of different buffets, especially here yeah. in the city. Mm-hmm. I mean, fuck, you can go through a bunch of Chinese buffets. Absolutely. There's Polish buffets, Indian buffets, mm-hmm. Mexican buffets, mm-hmm. Fogo de Chao, of course. All that shit, man. Right. God, that sounds... And then, then that gives you kind of like um, like a, a marker for new things that you got to try a little bit of and didn't have to buy like a whole plate of it. Right. And then you're like, oh, I do like this. So when we go to a place that's, you know, um, a more concentrated, more focused, like actual restaurant, not a buffet, it's like, I know I like this from the buffet. Right. Let me try it here. Honestly, <laughs> single serving hmm. should be a buffet. <laughs> Just a really fancy, good, like... Not not ultra high end, mm-hmm. but like a buffet of all the things you would want to eat on Valentine's Day. Sure, just have that. What what would those things be? Because I immediately went to maybe like a prime rib, and I mean you would definitely have a carving station. Yeah, uh, maybe some good shrimp. Sure, yeah, I could see that. Some nice seafood options. Mm-hmm. Uh, some good salad options. Because I, I mostly just think. Fucking chocolate. <laughs> I mean, have a chocolate fountain in there with some fruit and shit. You always yeah, have desserts on a buffet, right? Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, I'm down with that. Fucking, uh, honestly, I think my favorite restaurant in the city would be a buffet that just kind of rotates its selection. Sure. If it's a one buffet mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, you know, one week we're a Chinese buffet. One week we're whatever. If you mm-hmm. have a, a variety, a diversity of cooks in the kitchen yeah. who all have different things, and it's like, all right, you know, you have a passion for French cuisine. Yeah. This week you're going to come up with a buffet. You're yeah. going to have all the recipes, everything. Everyone mm-hmm. works for you. You're the head chef this week. Mm-hmm. You come up with all that shit. We got to make sure the cost is good. Yeah. We'll order in whatever you need. But like this week's buffet or this month, whatever, the theme mm-hmm. of the month is... French. Mm-hmm. The theme of the month is Italian. The theme of the month is Chinese. Whatever. Mm-hmm. And you just have, you know, a staff full of qualified, good, passionate cooks. Right. And you get to exercise your creativity. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a great place to go. I, I would personally, I mean, that is a good idea. I think what I would like to happen would be, let's say they've got like three or four buffet stations or whatever. And one of those stations rotates every week yeah. with a different thing. Yeah. So there's still like normal stuff that everyone can just go and pick. And if you want to be adventurous, here we go. This is what we got going on this week. We got right. French week this week. We yeah. got you know, Mexican food this week. You know, it, giving your chefs the opportunity to throw some stuff out, maybe because of, you know, popular demand, it gets added to the normal menu now. Right. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I mean, honestly, if, you, if you're a buffet and you do like 20 things real good that mm-hmm. are all real cheap, I mean, fuck it, man. Like, some fried shrimp ain't that expensive or no. hard to do. Mm, it's real good. And it's real good. It's real good. Like, <laughs> and, it, you know, if you go, if I walked into a buffet and I spent 20 bucks and I got some of the best food I've ever had. Yeah. Right. Bro. Right. I'm going there all the time. All the time. Like, yes, please. Once a month at least, I'm going <laughs> to that buffet. I'll get me a, at least one plate of all those items I know I like and then a <sighs> plate of trying shit. God, that mm-hmm. sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Buffets are the best. Buffets are the best. Buffets are the best. <laughs> uh, so I guess if you want to date a chef, chill environment, mm-hmm. <laughs> go into a buffet or just some real, honestly, just good. Just something good to eat. Right. It doesn't have to be exquisite. No, yeah. Then, you know what I mean? Like, that's that's yeah. the, the 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 other side of the coin. I'll make you the fanciest dinner you want. Mm-hmm. 
you know, I'll make you a fucking pork belly with, you know, a side of whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'll spend hours doing it because I like doing that. That sounds really fun for me. Hmm. If you want to do something, but I'm not going to get anything out of that meal. Yeah. Other than the process of making it. Right. And it's good food. Fine. Yeah. That's great. But if somebody said, what do you want? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that for myself. Just something real easy, real chill, mm-hmm. real good. I mean, there's a reason cooks go out to eat after work. And I just run into like fucking KFC right. or Burger King. It's a real good burger. Yeah. Chicken, yeah. Just something to hit the spot <laughs> yeah. and fulfill the need. Like, oh, yeah. No, that was that was great. That oh, was man. Great. Again, like Mustard's last in. Yep. When we got those hot dogs, like, wow. This is this is what it needed to be. Yeah. <laughs> it's it was, exactly what it needed to be. It was exactly be. as good mm-hmm. as I required it yeah. to be. Mm-hmm. Ah, that's, <laughs> that's, the way, that's the way to win anybody. Any cook's heart hmm. is just... Simple, good, maybe a little bit greasy food. Yeah. I can actually feel and hear my tummy rumbling. Oh, man. (laughs) We should get some food after this. I'm going to eat after this. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, So do you have anything you'd like to to end on this week? I do. Um, I I made kind of a a funny, or I think is an interesting observation. So you know how we like to talk about um, like the weird cuts of meat or whatever oh, that absolutely. the poor people used to eat. Yep. Now the the fancier, richer people are trying to get their hands on nowadays. Yep. I think it's funny that fruitcake used to be the opposite. Yeah. Every all the fancy people liked it. All the like the nobles, or whatever the peasants, occasionally got some of it. But fruitcake used to be the shit. Yep. <laughs> and now it's more or less. Um, Renowned, yeah, <laughs> for being like the worst thing, the gift that keeps on giving because no one wants to eat it, and because it lasts forever. <laughs> yes, so I, I just I just think that's a, a a funny thing that the fancy people's food yep. back in the day that used to be all high quality, and whatever, no one wants to eat. <laughs> I mean, I think that's kind of true across the board. Hmm. You know, I mean, there's definitely stuff that's always been a particular kind of fancy, hmm. uh, but nowadays most of the time anything I mean let's just look at it objectively right if someone said hey we have an entire fish but we are really all about those eggs yeah like what do you think if you had to look at those two things what would you think would make more sense as a high end like oh probably the whole fish yeah the whole fish right not just some random (laughs) fish eggs right and just disregard the rest I love I mean it's always been true, and I think it will always be true. The way poor people eat mm-hmm. is, you know, and that's, I mean, even like I said before, cooks eat that way now. Yeah. You know, they're not, no cook ever, ever that I've met, like, let's say they work a morning shift. Yeah. Like a, whatever, let's say they work a nine to five, which is unheard of, but let's just pretend that world exists. What cook is going off of work to be like, you know where I want to go tonight? I want to get dressed up and eat somewhere fancy. Fuck, fuck no. no. <laughs> I understand the appeal of like, I just catered to people and I want to be catered to. Sure. sure. That, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> but no. Oh, but uh, when we were at the Chinese market, oh my goodness. Oh, so many odds and ends and delicious looking crazy stuff. Oh yeah, we're going to be, we're going to be tasting a lot of unusual things mm-hmm. on the YouTube channel very soon here. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
once the weather warms up and the cooking becomes a little bit more enjoyable, yeah. every aspect of life becomes a little yeah, bit more right. enjoyable. Uh, speaking of cooking weird things, one time I was dating somebody and I went to the store and I bought a pig heart mm-hmm. and I roasted it up and I served it to him. I, I said, I wanted to give you my heart. Oh, Oh. Right? Isn't that romantic? <laughs> That's a nice Valentine's. Right? <laughs> Fuck candy hearts. Fuck chocolate hearts. I'm giving you an authentic pig, yeah. pig heart. Because that's romantic to me. Mm-hmm. And it was good. It's, I, I always think those are good. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's definitely better hearts out there. Lamb is delicious. Right. Oh, my God. The chicken hearts aren't, aren't that best. Aren't no. The best. I mean, you batter those up and you fry them. Oof. Yeah, I mean, they're good. They are good. Yeah. God damn, that's so good. I would kill for some gizzards and livers right now. I'm down with gizzards. They're so chewy. I they're just like so chewy. Ah, they're, they're so, so good. Chewy. Just as good as jerky, if not better. Mm. Mm. Ah. But yeah, uh, apparently the cooks are real hungry right now. So I think that's a good place to end things for this week. Uh, happy Valentine's Day to everyone out there. Happy Vita. Uh, but... This has been Kitchen Open Late, and the kitchen is now closed, so get the fuck out. Peace.